Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. Uh, we are coming live at you from uh, New York City. And as always, <laughs> I am your host, Michael Dolce, and I am joined by my co-host... Where do do we sometimes come at them from other cities? No, no. Because it's usually New York City, isn't it? Yeah, yeah okay. but just, you know, just I'm letting, just checking to see just if we're letting everybody know. Just are letting we, everybody are we, know. Are uh, we, you know, transmorphing to other places whenever we're doing the show? Like a Power Ranger? Yeah, something. Like are that. we mighty? Yeah, I uh, I feel mighty and right now after yeah. after the uh, the alcohol. <laughs> I feel pretty mighty. This is the biggest bar <laughs> night of the year, by the way. Is it? Yes. So biggest then, bar night of the year is tonight. So then we've we've where are you guys go? Where are we drinking? Hey, we've, we've, we've acted appropriately. Then we got Hassan got him. We got we got Rob K in studio as well too. Because Sam is where is Sam? Sam's in like Mumbai right now, right? He's in Israel. Israel. How does it? How did you get Mumbai? No, Budapest. Budapest. That was what I was confusing Mumbai for. It was it was like a it was a very exotic land is what I, is what I was getting at. So Sam Leibowitz is uh, is away. My phone just died. Your phone just died. It just died. Are you not watching having, anymore? I've been having battery issues. Oh, you've been having battery issues? Yes, I've been having battery issues. There's it's my it's, phone. There are so many places we could take no, it. No, not once I've, one, once I've qualified it as a phone situation, you can't really take it to other places. Oh, just watch no, me. No, no. It can happen. No. It it's can officially happen. Over. Once, I've, once I've clarified what it is, if you take it to someplace else, you're officially being a jerk. Yeah, but that's like the, my whole shtick, though. Yeah, well, don't. No. You should you should aspire not Whoa. to be a jerk. No, I kind of aspire. No, aspire. I aspire to the opposite. No, no, cut above. You want to be a cut above, not cut below. Cut I wa- above. I want to be the masses. I'm. I'm you don't be I the masses. I aspire to be the masses. You don't want to be the people. Yeah. All right. Well, what do the people think about Justice League? The people are scum. Because that is what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, before we do, though, um, again, call in 877-480-4120. Um, join the conversation. We are going to be all over Justice League. We've got uh, Tomato Meter Critic. Uh, Danielle Solzman is going to join us as well too. She's yes, going to she give is. us her point of view on Justice League. She's a she's a, a rotten tomatoes. She is. That's what a tomato meter critic. She's is. a tomato. Tomato meter. <laughs> she's a tomato meter. Is she a tomato? She's a tomato or a tomato. She's a she's potato. Both. Or I know a potato. the joke. I, I I think she's a tomato. I think I added to it by saying that. No, though. really, I don't think I you think did. So, so Raven Gregory. Oh, that's a subject change. Yeah, no, no, but it's it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna segue in very oh, you're nicely. Gonna, you're gonna you're gonna circle we're gonna around. do this real quick. Oh, wrap it up. By the way, check us out on iTunes, iHeartRadio. Don't uh, check Facebook. us out on my Facebook page because I can't Secrets share it. of the Sire, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon. If you like us, like we we actually <laughs> then did there's something wrong with you. This is what we do at dinner time. We actually checked our iTunes reviews and we got some really favorable reviews, <laughs> yes, we did. and that was awesome. We would like more though. Uh, we are being we are we are being thankful for what we got because it's thanks, <laughs> but Thanksgiving. But the more you give us, the more we can do. So anyway, I'm thankful for this biscuit, but I'd like a, a piece of that ham. So Raven Gregory, to jump right into this, he's a writer. He's done uh, 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 did a lot of stuff at Denoscope, uh Created the uh, the gift at Image Comics. Like he basically has done a whole bunch of stuff, right? Okay. He posted something on Facebook recently, and he, he said did. Justice League is like the Trump of movies, right? Whoa, that's You either that's love loaded. him or you hate him, and there's no in-between. There's nobody who's like, meh, Justice League. Yeah, he's an idiot. You don't think so? <laughs> you, you don't think there's a middle ground to yeah, Justice there's League? Yeah, there's definitely a middle ground. You think there's a middle ground. There's so with that ground. in mind, give me your middle ground on, Jonas, on Justice League. What do you think the middle... I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Give me, give me my middle ground. I don't even understand what the what well, because you said there is a middle ground. There for is Justice a middle League. ground and, and to, to how you like it, whether you whether you think it's great, yeah. or whether you think it's garbage. Yeah, there is a middle ground to it. Was like, well, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was great, but it wasn't garbage. See, I I feel like the response out there to Justice League though has been very very divisive. Like it's either like the, the this was is, so much better than I thought it was going to be. The response is divisive on purpose. To as, like why did they discussed. even make this movie? Let me let me let me ask you this question, right? Go ahead. How close to the characters are you? How like, close to them? Like if someone was to make it's so far gone now it's a bad analogy for me, but if someone was to make a Spider-Man movie to me, Spider-Man's like my guy, right? Oh, so I'm a little okay. more close to that character. I am a Batman and Superman fan. Okay. You know, very strongly. Not as much Wonder Woman. Okay. Because um, you're sexist. 
Pretty much. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that was sarcasm, people. I hate, I sarcasm. Hate, I hate the women. <laughs> he's, uh, he's very anti-women. Yeah. I don't, I don't like him at all. And um, I don't know... I don't know Aquaman that well. Mm. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, There's big... no pro Aquaman people out there. There are. I'm a pro Aquaman. Aqua... Vinny, I'm a pro Vinny Chase. There are Aquaman. Aqua minions. They they exist. <laughs> Is that what they call them? <laughs> I don't know. I just I, named them. Um, and I'm, I'm not really impressive. that. I'm not really. That's super impressive. If that's the case, that was me. Don't worry. About I'm it. not really that big into the Flash either. No. I am huge Superman. Yeah. I'm a huge Batman fan. Okay. And since they are the, the, the pretty much the heart sure. of the Justice League, sure. uh, I can I could I could tolerate the Did you watch Super characters. Friends as a kid too? I did. Yeah. Indeed. I didn't love it. Go ahead. That's Ted Knight. Ted Knight doing the Yeah, yeah. You can't get away from that. See, this is the kind of knowledge you can't get anywhere. Batman, else. Superman, and <laughs> Apache Chief. Um but um so I yeah, I have a I was invested yeah. to to an extent. Um, look, it suffers from. We're not even supposed to really talk about this, but it suffers from Man of Steel. You know, it. it Wait, went no, no, no. We can talk about it. It went awry with Man of Steel to an extent. The narrative went awry. So the sure. depiction of Superman, I think, was fine. Um, the the morality in the story of Superman, I don't think was was handled quite. I think they tried to do something different, and they didn't think uh, a lot of things through. And then bringing us to all the way through to uh, Batman versus Superman, they kind of had to double down on the mistakes they made in, in Man of Steel. They sure. couldn't they couldn't course correct. No. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder Woman is fine because they they were able to to kind of take her as a separate sure. and pretty much give her a morality story. Mm-hmm. The problem with uh, Superman. And uh, excuse me, the problem with Man of Steel and uh, the problem with Batman versus Superman is that they there was no morality in either of those those uh, yeah. stories. They didn't they didn't do a morality play. It there was it was mostly emotional. It was uh, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't it was more meta than it was uh, internal. Than it was uh, than it was like you know like a personalized emotional story. Okay, and so that's why. Uh, that w- that's one of the big problems. Superman is a huge moral uh, figure. Yeah. It's a huge morality play, right? This guy who's a god who does nothing but good, you know, on a, on a regular basis. That's a, that's a morality thing. It's his, it's his morals. And so is Batman to an extent with his rules about whether he, you know. So, he- so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject for two seconds. If you yeah. haven't seen Justice League. We apologize, but it's time. We're going to give some spoilers away. Yeah, if you didn't see Justice League, it's just us and and we're the league. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just basically say it. This was the best version of the Henry Cavill Superman I think we've seen. All right, I don't. You think Man of Steel when he was kind of brooding, kind of like Angel and. I just say Angel because Angel's, I, the, Angel's yeah. the quintessential brooding guy. It's, it's he's probably. Yeah, he's probably the least conflicted Superman that mm-hmm. we had to deal with, mm-hmm. and therefore, and I, when what I mean by conflicted is they've they've given us they haven't given us so many conflicting pieces of imagery yeah. and storylines that we're conflicted while we watch him. Right. So we're just oh he's back and he's uh, you know he's alive and he does good things and that Superman great yeah fine so. Um, I would I would agree with you on a moral basis. Yeah. That is the most moral Superman that we've sure been able to uh clear cut to eke out clear of it. Clear cut. Yeah. Um unambiguous. But but to your original statement about being about there being middle ground, mm-hmm. I'm in the middle. You know? I don't think it was phenomenal by any stretch of the imagination, but I don't think it deserves the vitriol. It, it doesn't. That, it really doesn't. No. So a couple things we're going to do today, I, and I'll give you my thoughts on Justice League in just a second, too. Um, one of the things that I thought was so evident of in there, though, too, um, and I think I think this is almost universal, right? The CGI was not very good, right? I think we could I think we could almost I agree on that. I, I can't agree. I, 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 I don't know. He's he's a he's a uh, contrarian. That's why. It's not really about that. It's it's just a. I didn't. It, all of it looks fake. Did it? I mean, but that but that's my point, right? Like, it, it, good CGI is but, like I mean, when you look but, at it and go, wow, that looks real. No, no, no. Good CGI is that 
you you look at it and when you watch the behind the scenes yeah. months later, yeah. you realize, wait, that was CGI? Right, exactly, right. Okay. So if you know that there's CGI, if they're doing aliens, which you know has to be kind of CGI or whatever, I, I but, usually... But, but those things you can kind of sit there and go like, okay, I get that. And so you, you, in your mind, but your mind a, will cancel a, it out. It's a comic book movie. It's like a cartoon. But your mind will cancel out the... Um, I mean, how real can it get? I mean, how how... How is it? How is it, like I never understand the logic of it. Just didn't look real. I think it wasn't I think realistic. It's like well, it's have... a guy in a blue suit who flies around the sun. So I mean, how real was it supposed to because look? Because you're supposed to be able to look at that and say, if it happened in real life, I this is what no, it would look like. You're not necessarily supposed to do that. I think good CGI would would allow you to do that, right? I, I'm I'm not uh, going too far out on a limb here. I just sit there and too... say like I want to be able to picture these but things that I read. But it's but the the. The DC movies yeah. are highly stylized, so if you're gonna you it it you know form follows cause function because Zack, Zack Snyder up until Wonder Woman was the only man was the only one to actually make a DC movie since Christopher Nolan. Does that negate that they were stylized? No, I, I but he's a stylized. Director. All right, can we, can, so so we're still talking style, right? Yes. So does, the, they're stylized. Superman, yes, very stylized. Superman, Batman, Batman versus Superman, Superman, yes, yes, very stylized. Those two movies, very stylized, right? Yeah. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. And isn't this half a Zack Snyder movie? It is half a Zack Snyder. It's a great segue, though, my man. Oh, great. A great segue. Uh, one of the things that was bad in it. So, Victoria. Uh, so, Bennett, have you decided it was bad? You haven't given us your impressions of it in What general. do you think of it? Now, Victoria I've... Bennett actually chimed in recently, and uh, I said, I'm going off to see Justice League. What am I, waiting, what am I in for? And mm. she, she said, a lot of bad upper lip CGI. And Which I didn't notice at all. Really. No, no. See, I disagree. I disagree. I thought that you can't disagree. So with here's me. the backstory. You disagree and we're gonna that go, I didn't notice it. We're gonna go into um, <laughs> we're gonna go into commercial break with this. But this is the backstory of what her comment was. And it took me a second to kind of realize, like, what is she saying? I'm not quite sure. And then I thought maybe the villain Steppenwolf had some bad CGI, which he did. Um, and I was like, maybe his upper lip doesn't look right. That's fine. But and we reported it here, so I actually should be you know pretty you know uh, up on all this is that um, they did a whole bunch of reshoots. A whole bunch of reshoots. Joss Whedon came in because Zack Snyder, unfortunately, due to family tragedy, couldn't fulfill his obligations to the film. Uh, Joss Whedon came in, 15 and 20% of it got reshot. They redid the ending. Uh, and they needed to bring Henry Cavill back, but he was busy shooting Mission Impossible 6, and he grew a really cool beard. Uh, but apparently that beard took a really long time to grow, and the studio was like, eh, we're not going to let you shave that beard for these reshoots. So you're going to have to CGI, get rid of this beard. And they did. And the very beginning of the movie, you see Superman in this like Facebook video, kind of looks like he's on our show, which he should be, he should come on our show, um, kind of kind of screen. And it's and I, and I said to my dad, because you know, I go to the movies with my dad, and that's what we watch, and I'm like, something didn't look right about Superman in the beginning. And it was the CGI, they removed the beard. They removed the beard. So that was what Victoria said. It actually, what it did, though, was provided a, a very good anchor points for where was this Zack Snyder's movie and where was this Joss Whedon's movie. And uh, we'll put the two up against each other when we come back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo!
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Joined by my uh, esteemed colleague and co-host, Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Lord of the Radio. Thank you very much. Do you have to apply... Do you have to like go to college for that? Is there some sort of like classes? I could tell you how to become Lord of the Radio, but then you'd become Lord of the Radio and I wouldn't be Lord of the Radio <laughs> this is anymore. very true. No such thing as co-lord. No, no, no. It doesn't work that way. It's a- <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week, Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc, and also streaming live on facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. I want to welcome Anna Keeble. She's watching. She's our alpha intern, but she's on vacation right now because it's Thanksgiving. Are you guys going out there? Are you thankful? Are you, are you excited? You know, it's the biggest bar of the year, but you kind of pregame with us, and that's kind of good. <laughs> right? Yeah. This is a pregame. I never heard it was the biggest bar night of the year. It is the biggest bar night of the year. That's, the Wednesday night. Because all Come the college of it, kids, there were some there were some nights in uh, at Wizard. There were some Thanksgiving Eves at yeah. Wizard that were Yeah. Well yeah. They're pretty happy. Yeah, they were pretty happy. That was a good time. It was just a good time in general. All right. Yeah. We were talking Justice League. Uh, we segued really, really well into the next uh, next we? item of we, business. There's no we I segued. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys think too, because there's there's a lot of people that again. This movie, Justice League, kind of. I don't you haven't think, told us what you thought. I don't of the think movie. This, I'm not gonna. That's that's the beauty. Have you not? Have you not said you were gonna, so now you're lying. Uh, no, you I'm said, not lying. You said we'll get into how I felt about the movie later Nate, in a few minutes. We're an hour long. This I, I could I could take us to the very end. It's not really that I care what you think <laughs> at all. <laughs> what I want to get I into. Don't. What I want to get into. Is I don't care what, what you want to get into. <laughs> what was now, as we all know, and maybe you don't know, but if you didn't know, now you do. Oof, uh, Joss Whedon get on with it. took over yeah. midway through yep. because Zack Snyder had to step down. Uh, Zack Snyder's version of this movie versus what Joss Whedon's version of this movie was going to be, right? Snyder versus Whedon. So let's, let's match up. Uh, Digital Spy, just to give them credit because they did the work here, actually pinned together and said what... Snyder's film would have looked like versus what the outcome of this movie actually was. Again, if you haven't seen the movie, don't turn off Facebook. Don't turn off talkradio.nyc. Don't flip off your iTunes or your iHeartRadio or where, however you're watching us. Don't turn it off. But there's spoilers coming. Just turn the sound down. The Russian family. Right, exactly. Give us the credit regardless. <laughs> so point number one, the Russian family would not exist in Snyder's version. Which I thought was a little weird, mm-hmm. the Russian family. Like mm-hmm. I, I was kind of like, why are we? Why do we care about these? Very this, clear Whedonism. This group, right? Like, like what? What? What about this is exciting? I don't know. That was definitely a Whedon addition. Okay, the first proper meeting of the league appears to have been completely retooled by Whedon. It's the first sign he completely changed the Superman narrative. Uh, pretty much every shot of Superman in this film has a wobbly lip, which means his dialogue was totally redone. That's the bad CGI we were talking about. Mm. Um, the Didn't subsequent notice. fight between Superman and the League was all Snyder. Uh, but in this case, they think it would have run longer. Basically, everything this article said, like, if Snyder had done it, it would have been longer. And they were actually, like, praising it, that it okay. would have been longer. In right. my mind, I'm like, whoa, did would've you guys sit through Batman vs. Superman? No, <laughs> but that I'm, was that's, super long. But that's what I'm saying. It's like... Um... I don't know. It, it, there's a there's a two prong because mm-hmm. like you know on the one hand nobody's ever satisfied with anything and if right. they know that this there was something else that they didn't get yeah they're gonna think that the thing that they didn't get was was better and that they got screwed somehow you know it's like we, oh what we got screwed us we were gonna what, save we, what we could have gotten yeah we were gonna save this for uh, spinning the racks at the end but oh, no. there is an actual uh, online petition to see the original cut of Justice League by people who are 
very uh, defensive of Zack Snyder. By the same people Snyder. who got upset about Martha and uh, and, yes. and Batman versus Superman. The same people who are like Zack Snyder is, is terrible, and we need to get rid of him. That is the same thing I was I was kind of telling now you about. Formed a petition about the argument to see Zack Snyder's film about the argument for. Um, from the Orville yeah. versus Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. And that literally there are people saying, if you liked Voyager, if you liked the original Star Trek, watch the Orville. Because yeah. that, and I'm like, Voyager? None of you liked Voyager. <laughs> Brandon Braga was, uh, was pilloried because he was the producer of Voyager. Yeah. So badly that... In the in the um, special features of I don't know uh, Star Trek Enterprise, yeah. Brandon Braga has like a seven hour documentary, yeah, about what about went wrong, yeah, yeah, about what yeah. went wrong with with Enterprise. <laughs> so everybody, my it, mind would be so much longer. <laughs> I'd be like, where do I start? Yeah, exactly. Two thousand seven. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was that's that time. Ten hours. You know right that there. one time I took this job, at, you know, that I shouldn't have, and then I just became twisted, and I just, I slapped a, a dog. It was a terrible time. You and slapped a dog. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Life, Adam, is, life we'll, is hard sometimes. We'll life is apocalyptic sometimes, <laughs> depending on where you are and who you think you what are. What kind of time. dog was it? Huh? What it was a big d- dog. The dog deserved it. Oh, okay. It was a, it was a, it was an Irish wolfhound. You ever seen one of those? Is you that a made up dog? Irish wolfhounds are like that big. Oh, okay. They're they're giant. Dogs. Are they like? Are they? Like I was the dire saving wolves? myself. I slept. like the dire wolves. An Irish wolfhound is a huge dog. I no, am not I'm, making that up. And yes, I, I am not making that up. Okay, they're gigantic. He's they are. If they get on their hind legs, they'd be taller than you. Okay. All right, so, so don't get in my face. So your that, your initial immediate reaction. I had to reaction. save myself from that dog. Why but, are we even talking was, about this? But to slap the dog? The dog needed to be slapped. It was coming right at me. Okay. It had fangs and teeth. But I'm picturing like a like a Monty Python the Holy you're, Grail. You're like thinking slap. I slapped a Chihuahua, and see that's that's and you can't get that image out of your head, right? And then you're <laughs> that, thinking that's, that's what, funny, huh? That's just I funny. wouldn't kick a Chihuahua. I wouldn't slap it. <laughs> That's a lot of no, effort. Wait, wait, but that's my whole point. I, I would kick it. the Irish. You don't kick an guy. Irish wolfhound; they'll rip your leg off. You slap wow. them. You slap. Like, How do they not rip your hand off then? Because you pull it back. You can't pull your leg back. <laughs> you don't know what I. You're can do extending, right? You're extending in the in the. You know, you, you made, know physics. I'm going to tell you about the made physics. Assumptions about my legs. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm trying to save your life, man. Go out, go out there and kick an Irish wolfhound. See what happens to you. It's not my fault. I tried to save him, everyone. Anyway. We've digressed. Doesn't matter. <laughs> We've digressed. Doesn't freaking matter. The point is that no one's really happy. There was a, mm-hmm. one, of the, one of the documentaries for the, the, the Brandon Braga apology tour, right, was on YouTube. This is how I knew the documentary existed in the first place. And there were six comments under that by Star Trek fans who were saying Brandon Braga created the worst Star Trek ever, you know, to ever exist. Sure. To ever, and so now he's part of... The Orville. Yeah. And now they're all like, yeah, it's real Star Trek. And even Brandon Braga is on it. So these people don't, it, it, there's, there's no, there's no nothing. Everything is a binary but choice. But do you think that's also like. Everything is designed in our society and from the internet to politics to, to, you know, to television, to what we watch, to what we eat, to what mm-hmm. we ride or whatever. Everything is, is, is willed down to a binary choice. And you are on one tribe sure. or another. And that's how commerce works. Yes. Because they get us all fighting. They get us to thinking that we're all either on one side or the other. Yeah. And that our job is to annihilate the other side. Yes. And it, every, everything that is clickbaity sure. that, that kind of coincides with our mentality of how things should be is something that we're going to spend a lot of energy on. Yeah. Click on it, give them a whole bunch of views, a whole bunch of you know Bitcoin, all that stuff, and that's how they they, they that's how they've monetized us. What do you think, they've guys? Do you society. think are you on one side or the no? Uh-huh. See, see what uh-huh. I just did there? Uh-huh. See what uh-huh. I just did there? No, it wasn't even clever. Keep, no. keep watching. I saw what show. you were doing. I saw what you were doing. Yeah, make us money. I'm gonna get an Irish wolfhound and then throw him at no, no, I, I, look, <laughs> look I, in all seriousness, I think what you're saying is, is 100% accurate. Really happy, I think though. there's definitely something to that. There's no question that people are trying to get each other on, you know, get people on different it's sides. It's Marvel or it's DC. Sure. Why doesn't the DCU work? We're not talking about this movie versus the last movie sure. versus does this movie work at all. We're not even saying does this movie work versus Thor. Why yeah. Thor worked and why some people we feel. Could. We could do whatever we want. We could. I'm not even talking about us. Us, we're different. We're yeah. completely different. Well, we're great. 
Yes, we're wonderful. We're cool. We're badasses. <laughs> we're we're blah, much blah, better blah, blah. than everyone else. But we're they're talking about it as Marvel versus DC. That DC can't do anything right. That's part of the narrative. Yeah. And then Marvel does everything right. Sure. Until we're comparing Marvel movies with other Marvel movies, and then it's the individual directors can sure. you know? Well, these people don't really understand Spider-Man versus that they understand Captain America. Blah blah blah. Sure. It always has to come down to a binary choice. Yes. Right. And you're saying there's no middle ground. I have the middle ground. That movie was good. Mm-hmm. Was not great. I would see it again. Yeah. But I wouldn't rush out to buy it to make it part of my library. Would you? But it wasn't horrible. Would you want to see a Zack Snyder cut? Because actually, and, and before I'd, you I'd like to this, watch an extended cut or an alternate cut. I actually just in would kind of like to see it. Yeah. Just to see where he would have went. But you'll get that. I don't even understand why the petition is necessary but... because they're going to want to make money and they're obviously going to release it. There are 10 different versions of Blade Runner. I know. I know. So, I of know, course, you're gonna, you guys are going to get know, it. I know. But the, the, the whole idea get your here money. is, though, and, and, and this is to touch upon something I told you I wasn't going to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. I actually like what Whedon did to it because, mm. quite frankly... If they didn't pivot How do to you the know, humor, though? you can only speculate. No, but that's what that's the beauty of the bad CGI for Superman's face. Uh, you a, can almost a, that's pinpoint. A theory, though. You, you a, can pinpoint. You're theorizing. Rob, you're not even going to see this movie yet, but you will see this movie, and you're going to be like, "What's up with Henry Cavill's face?" And you'll be like, "Oh, that was a reshoot." You can kind of pinpoint what was a reshoot versus what wasn't. Um, this again, giving credit to Digital Spy. Um, th- there was a lot of stuff that that you can you can almost easily identify as well. That was Whedon. You know the scene at the end or toward the end when Flash and Superman are saving the civilians. That wasn't there before because the Russian family wasn't there before because it was a Whedon uh, trope that he used. It was a Whedon thing that he used. Now I'm not saying I love the Russian family part because I actually thought that was kind of like stupid to be honest with you mm. at that point. Uh, but I like I like the lighter tone to this because, quite frankly, if they went any deeper, it wouldn't have held its own. If they drug, you know if that, they drag this, you out, suspect you don't know that for well, certain. Well, okay, I suspect then. Yes, I yeah, suspect you do suspect. You're, you're very big on the uh, because because we're always talking. I'm talking about tribalism. I'm talking yes. about binary choices yeah. and jumping to conclusions. And you're saying. This would have been like this. It would have been too much. Yes, I guess theoretically speaking, unless you, you you're only speculating. But if you, but okay, if you read about nuclear holocaust and you see the effects that nuclear holocaust had on their victims, you can kind of speculate what nuclear holocaust would do if it happened to you, right? I mean, you're not jumping to conclusions. You're using the sense you're using of things speculating of that fact. people would be destroyed. Because of destruction, and then and then yes. there would be yes, in the sense of speculating how in the you sense would of interpret speculating the art. two previous Zack Snyder you entries can't. You plus can't. the previous Zack Snyder movies, pretty much everything except Three Hundred. You know, maybe Watchmen. Maybe Watchmen's watchable. Uh, you can kind of speculate what what it would have been. You are now interjecting your opinion of his work yes as opposed as as though it were fact and genuinely considered by all which is i think it is genuinely considered by all right i would think i think it's genuinely considered that 300 was his pinnacle no you're when we come back what was Zack snyder's pinnacle and uh we'll have daniel solzman on as well too danielle you're listening to the talking alternative network if you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture, then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Legalize the earth, continue to resist the passage of this necessary legislation. 
Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. There you go. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast, because yeah. you don't dream big enough. It, because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I want to give a shout-out to our beloved patrons. Shout-out to beloved patrons. Secrets <laughs> of the Sire is brought to you by all our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans, Einar Peterson, Matt Beyer, Ashley Haikai, our program director, <laughs> Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer, Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Speaking of our Uber fans, we have a tremendous 100th episode planned for the end of December uh, it's going to be featuring a lot of our Uber fans. If you'd like to be involved, you'd like to come down to the show. We are <laughs> we are studio audience. We are open inviting. So email sire at mikebooks dot com. Okay, sire come at mikebooks dot com. This is a this we'll is a, have prizes for you. Yes, we will. Oh shoot! Now we have to do prizes. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll have prizes. We'll, we're basically we're going to do an open invite. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. invite. All our past guests. Yes, we'll get three of them. Yes, uh, we're gonna invite the people. The people we don't like, you'll only know we don't like you because you're you not show invited? up and we don't let you in. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll probably let them in anyway. Yeah, probably. Uh, we're, we're, so we're you'll never know. That. But yeah, you'll December twentieth. Feel about you. Our one hundredth episode. Uh, open casting call for people. Open to casket call. <laughs> casket. <laughs> we're also ending the show then. <laughs> Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> we did. Yeah. You went from us. It's over. Right. Uh, and then the week after, just to give a little promo again, we're oh, gonna we're gonna release after after the last show of the year. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. do another show after that. Well, no, we're not actually. We're Doesn't... gonna we're gonna release our New York Comic Con special, which we've been that's still promoting for a while. That's technically doing another show. Yeah, but it's done already. This was at New York Comic Con. All right, loophole, beautiful stuff. Loophole. All right, we were talking. Okay, we're talking about a bunch of things. One of the things we do want to get into. Uh, is I want I want your rank of the DC film since 2016, okay? And we'll push it back. We'll we'll keep pushing it back a little bit. Um, you got to name them though. I will. Okay. But before we do that, I want to just continue the conversation we were having oh. before we went to break, which mm. was I say Zack Snyder's pinnacle. Zack Snyder is uh, give me their Weezer, their Pearl Jam, their. Nerv- no, no, I can't say Nirvana because that was their third album. Their first record was like the pinnacle of, of their success, I think. I think Zack Snyder, 300, right? Best, best movie he's come out with. What Zack Snyder film is better than 300? Better than 300. Zack Snyder. Well, when you say better. <laughs> I knew he was going to go this way. <laughs> you can't just take a simple question either, though. You have because to like, break it down to very it's not, a, it's not a simple thing. It's how execution, I interpret. Execution and enjoyment level. But I enjoyed all of his movies. Well, I enjoyed uh, Watchmen Exec- tremendously. I enjoyed and Watchmen. I, and I think it was executed quite well. It was a great adaptation of a really difficult work. Yes. Without a yes. lot of support. I think it was a the fair adaptation. The originators it was of a that. fair adaptation. But, a, right. Here's what we do. But we're not going you to go with an adaptation. You just ask me. So I don't care what you think. You I just agree. ask me what I, I think. Agree. So then you ask me what I think. I In tell terms you. Of, and, then you and then you counterpoint me Well, let me, me ask you with, this question. Let me ask you this question. Hmm. Have you ever walked out of a movie enjoying a movie more than another movie? 
Oh, yes. Okay. So, so your enjoyment level will be based on your level from a scale of 1 to 10, comparing movies you have seen mm-hmm. versus movies you have seen. Mm. Okay? Yeah, okay. Okay. That, that's what I'm saying. You're not. You're not. We're not basing this we're, on we're, anything. We're else. talking about what I like. Yes. Whenever I talk about what I like, you just you you counterpoint me saying I'm wrong because yes, I agree. So don't do that. <laughs> See, we've stop doing to, that. We've come to an agreement. Yes. Um, I agree. That's annoying as hell, and then I'm not going to keep but, talking. But but this this particular line of questioning yes. is not to tell you you're wrong. Mm. It is to decipher how you are deciding that. 300 is not his best film. I didn't say based on these I criteria. I didn't say it wasn't his best film. Okay. That's not what we were arguing. I said it You was, said no, you said his pinnacle. Yes, his pinnacle. To the point where he can no longer rise above that. He can no longer do anything better than that. He can no longer achieve greatness beyond that stature. Let's take away the word can and replace it with the word has. Okay? He has not up to right now. No, he has not done a film better than 300. Mm-hmm. He's done films on par, okay. I would say. That's fair. Which and films? that he's capable you, of doing... You would say Watchmen on par I just said Watchmen. Uh, no, you, no, but I'm asking you, do you think that's on I par? I think visually, I think Sucker Punch is an amazing movie. Okay. It's story-wise, there's a... There's a some deficiencies. Some deficiencies. Well, there's there's disagreement on that. It's controversy. Sure. In this in this story execution, okay. but it's visually a beautiful movie. Yeah. And a very gutsy movie. Okay. Because it it really was specifically only made for him. Okay. Um. So yeah, I don't. I. I think maybe three hundred is probably his commercial. But then no, my favorite Zack Snyder movie is Dawn of the Dead. So, you know. Long before the superhero yeah, stuff started. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. So, I mean, that's, that's what Did I'm that talking about. that before 300? Way before. Really? Way before. Way, he directed way, that? way he before. He directed that, Yes, too? he did. All right. So he's not Pearl Jam, and he's not Weezer. No, he is not Pearl Jam. That was our first, I think that was the first Wizard I World feel LA. I feel like, ah, I'm going to do some research. Our crack intern, Anna, is on vacation because it's Thanksgiving. And she's on crack. <laughs> Which is why we call it a crack um, I don't think you should reveal her her uh, her addiction. Yes, like that on the air. <laughs> well, I'm going to do the it stuff anyway. We talk about in confidence, like you know, I don't know. We there's do there's no confidence on this show. We have <laughs> yeah, no confidence that is in our true. own show. We have I will no not argue with that. We that have no is confidence in our true. own show. Um, <laughs> I'm Nevin, gonna get in trouble for that one. Nevin Gordon <laughs> said, "I liked the movie, but could see where it could get criticized. I wish it was longer and had the characters have more time to develop into the team. He wanted more instead of being rushed in, which would have been a Zack Snyder staple. That would have been like eight hours long yeah. if it was Zack Snyder. There also, is a there isn't you know a, a thirty hour cut somewhere. Superman should have been returned on his own instead of being brought back by the team since he was still oh, alive at the end of BVS. A strong spoiler. Yeah, but we said this earlier. We're like, this is, this is spoiler central here. So, I tend to agree with that. I think the logic behind that, I don't know whose idea that was, whether that was a Whedonism or whether that was Zack Snyder. So, I, I, I think the logic behind that well, is kind let me, of let me bad. Give me, let me give you some well, insight, though. Well, no, 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 no. I Before know, you give the you logic, be... I'll give you the insight, and I can tell you exactly who it is, though. Originally, Snyder had him in the black costume. Remember the black costume from mm-hmm. the 90s when he came back? That's mm-hmm. when he was going to appear. And supposedly it was tied into the whole, or like the, the flashback sequence from BVS where Superman was going to kill everybody. So the Superman coming back was going to be, is he good, is he bad, is it the bad Superman? So there was a whole, there was like a whole arc that was basically just nixed from that. Go ahead. Right. I needed to give you that. Well, great. I need to give the audience that. They demanded it. I don't remember even what I was saying. Yeah, that worked out pretty good for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. I just don't think, I, I, uh, it's the same, it's these people today don't understand how to tell stories anymore. I don't disagree with that. Okay. What It's bad for ratings, but I don't disagree with that. No, yeah, I know. I, the, the main thing that's important is that every character has to be all, all dire decisions that characters have to make, have, they have to be the masters of their own destiny. Sure. That is in, that is 
innate that is that is part of the the dna of storytelling of mm-hmm. you're following this character all the decisions that this particular character should make mm-hmm. should come from some moral choice that the character's made because of the information that he has been fed or he sure. or she has experienced right these new movies jj abrams uh, zach snyder joss whedon to an extent even though he sure, should know sure, better sure. these people just jump to a conclusion without the morality without the earned um Without the earned stimulus. You know why that is, right? And I'll tell you exactly why it is. I'm sure it's, it's you're going to tell me. We have so much more knowledge. Um, we are so much more meta about everything we do. We assume, and, and, and look, I do it in my own work sometimes, right? I do it in my own work where I, I see a scene and it's like, well, this scene, well, I've seen this scene before. And it's not that you're, you're, you're out of original ideas. It's just that the natural evolution of conflict between characters leads you to a point where, oh, well, I've seen this scene before. So the character is automatically going to come to a conclusion because they've seen the scene before. It's almost like you imbue them with this, with this meta-knowledge. And I think that it happens in so many movies now where, where the filmmakers have taken for granted the fact that this scene, this moment has happened before. And they're trying to put their own spin on it by acknowledging that this moment has happened before. And so instead of letting the moment play out into, hey, I'm a character, you're a character, we've come to this moment, it's, well, we've come to this moment and it's got history behind it because this moment has happened yeah, a million other times called, before. It's, it's actually a phenomenon called, uh, which it, it's a, uh, I think it's called intercontext- intercontextuality. Yeah. Um, which was actually something that was brought to my attention by a friend of mine. Okay. So it's not, it's not even like that something I just had in the back of my head. Um, that everything is the, like you're saying, everything is meta and everything is sure. a reference of it, of something else sure. a reference in the reference of in a reference and nothing is like, nothing is a, a, an original tread. Sure. Right. Which is fine. But that logic is flawed. I agree. Because if we've all seen it before. And you're not and 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 such details of of important mm-hmm. uh, moral decision making or whatever are considered redundant. Then why even why are we even watching this character? Right. Why does this character exist? Right. I know Superman. I've seen a hundred Superman movies. I know he's going to end up eventually doing the right thing and punch his way out of How it. How did you see a hundred Superman? I've movies? seen a hundred. Maybe I've seen one or two Superman movies a hundred times. But uh, either okay. way, I've Thank seen a hundred Superman movies. Right. So I, I'm not lying. It's not a lie, right? Yeah. So he's eventually gonna he's gonna he's gonna get over his crap and he's gonna punch his way out of the situation mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. throw someone in the sun. That's that's basically what Superman does, right? Okay. So why do I have to watch your movie if I know how that's sure. how it's gonna end? Sure. So if your if your logic is thinking, well, there's some information we don't have to give to people because they already know it. They're way ahead of us. The, the audience is ahead of us. Then I'm already ahead of you to the end. I know whatever conflict he's going through, he's going to overcome it, yeah. and you're going to get it done in two hours, and I can go home. Unless that, you kill him off, and then I have to come back that's not three years fair, later. That's not though, because I, I guess that's a limitation of storytelling these days, too. I mean, What I'm saying is that nobody is the master of their own destiny anymore. Nobody, right. nobody comes to the conclusion on their own anymore. Like A, a, a moral decision sure. such as... You know, like Superman, they brought Superman back to life, right? Spoiler. So it wasn't his choice. Yeah, you did it. Bing. So you did it. It wasn't his <laughs> choice to come back to life. So now he's back. He's got to do the right thing or whatever. And he's just got to uh, he's got to put up with it. Uh-huh. Now he should he should find a way to come back. Yeah. It should be a situation. It's the same uh, with the Force Awakens, where everyone tells Han Solo to go do this thing, and Han Solo goes and does it, and gets killed. Right. In the 80s, if that was made in the 80s or the mm-hmm. 70s or even the 90s, it would have been a choice that he made. It would have still right. got him killed, but that would have been the tragedy of it, right. is that he decided to do it himself. Right. He wasn't told. And then, now the way it looks, he just he got misled. <laughs> he got led into an ambush. So that, And they don't even understand stories to that level of sophistication that they realize that something is wrong, is inherently wrong with that, and that the character is hollow. Yeah. And these characters ring hollow, and the audience watch these characters, and they don't exactly know why, yeah. but there's something hollow about them, and that's why they don't react well to them. And they, they react badly to them because the characters are hollow, and the characters are hollow because they don't have any moral core. There's no moral fiber. There's no decision. When we come back, we're going to rank the DC movies from 2016 on. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 
Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. TalkingAlternative.com You ever seen like the old men at the Starbucks? Like they have their little like. I don't go to Starbucks. Oh, I do. I'm a, I work you know, I'm a man. It's fantastic. And uh, <laughs> they just have these old men club, and they just sit around and talk about the good old days. That's why I don't go into Starbucks. <laughs> it's a creepy sausage fest <laughs> on on caffeine. Secrets of the sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, with us right now, just in time, she got in here just in the nick of time, is Danielle Solzman. Uh, she's a film critic for Solzy at the Movies and Cultured Vultures. And she is a, a, a certified, registered, official tomato meter critic for Rotten Tomatoes. Danielle, how you doing? I am doing good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad you made it. You made it in the nick of time. We are talking Justice League. It's good to have an official critic's point of view. Uh, Hassan was was telling me that I have not given my point of view on the movie yet. And with yeah. that, I'm going to ask you, what did you think of the movie? <laughs> Compared to uh, Batman vs. Superman, it was a masterpiece. <laughs> we don't like to compare things here. I'd Very love clever. to compare things. Hassan does not. Uh, but go ahead, give, give us give us the the official critique of a critic's point of view. Well, I mean, after DC's offerings last year, which were not great, and uh, having uh, just seen Thor like two, maybe three weeks earlier. I mean, you really have to question what DC's doing. I mean, I like how they introduce the new characters, but overall, there's still issues. Like, with the Amazons, they may as well just have Patty Jenkins on set mm -hmm. and bring in the Wonder Woman crew to do those scenes. Mm -hmm. Because overall, I mean, it's still a bit on the messy side, but... Compared to uh, last year, it's a step in the right direction. It's no Wonder Woman, which is going to be the best DC film for some time to come since The Dark Knight. So it's good that but, you actually say that, right? Because it got us thinking, like, let's rank the the films, right? And and that was something we wanted to do because right. that's From just what we did. Though. From twenty sixteen on, now we're, we'll 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 push it back as we go. But mm. let's go from twenty sixteen well, totally on. One beyond that, we got Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. We've got Justice League. We got Wonder Woman. We got Suicide Squad. Danielle, where would you rank those four films? Like, how would you rank them from one to four? Wonder Woman, Justice League, BVS, Ooh. and I did not see uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, that's probably why. Oh, all right, okay, all right. Well, all right. Well, we'll forgive you for that because it really wasn't worth watching. But I would actually put uh, Suicide Squad above VV BVS. Hassan, what about you? Uh, I would I would go with her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. um. Justice League. You, you wish you didn't see Suicide Squad. <laughs> no, I I enjoyed Suicide Squad. I just don't think I just it it, it didn't make a huge impact on anything. 
Connor Crowder actually wrote in on Twitter, and he said there's a sizable gap between the first and second. First being Wonder Woman. I think I think we can all agree from 2016 on Wonder Woman's the best one, right? Danielle, yes. Oh yeah, by far. I mean, I just got my screener in the mail the same day after the press screening, and still need to rewatch it. You don't think Hassan, you're shaking your head. You don't think Wonder Woman's by far the best DC no, film since 2016? No, by far the best. I think it is. I I think it is the the best executed. It's yeah. not the best story. No, 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 no. But it's the best not... film, best film as a whole. It's it's it was the best experience. Yes. Okay. Oh, good. See. Ah. Yeah. See what you did there. That was good. Mm. Um. And I think I would put Justice League two also. I would Justice League would be two. I don't know how far behind I would have it though. Like really, as a, yeah, really. You yeah. would you would say okay, Danielle. Is there a sizable gap between Wonder Woman and everything else that's come out, or 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 is, oh, or is no Justice League close? It. Really? Okay, go ahead. How come? I mean, just look at the overall story, how it's executed, and I mean, there's like a good chunk of space between where Wonder Woman is and where Justice League, BBS, Suicide Squad are. Yeah. In what way? That's what I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, I only saw Justice League... Was it? Has it already been a week since? Uh, Close. Yeah. About a Close. Week. Yeah, about a week. My brain is when you see as many movies as I do. I mean, mm. it's easy to be fried right now. They all just blur together at this point, right? Yeah. Well, tell the uh, tell the world out there what you got going on. I know that you are launching a GoFundMe campaign to get to Park City, which is the home of Sundance. Uh, give the audience a little bit about that. Yes, uh, I was, I was uh, just uh, recently uh, credentialed for uh, Sundance, and I also Ooh. plan on doing Slamdance. But nice. being a full-time film critic is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what you get paid yeah. is, right? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fun perks that come with being a full-time film critic, but it doesn't pay the uh, bills. Yeah. So I've launched a uh, GoFundMe in order to uh, get to uh, Park City, Utah for the uh, film festivals. And you can find that information on my uh, link on my uh, Twitter, Danielle, S-A-T-M. And on uh, Facebook, Salzy at the Movies, S-O-L-Z-Y. Very cool, very cool. I hate to cut this short, but we're actually coming up against the uh, the end of the uh, the show. Um, but I want to thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll have you back on again in full so we can can dive more into the movies. I think there are going to be a couple more comic book movies coming out in the next couple months. I have really? a feeling. You got this? this I have a feeling. Inkling? Okay. Yeah. Danielle, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. That was Danielle Soulsman. So check out Soulsy at the movies uh, and check out her GoFundMe campaign. Uh, she does a lot of great stuff and uh, she's trying to get to Park City, which is the home of Sundance. And I just right. keep thinking about that Entourage episode it's when a, I think of a, that. It's a real life equivalent to Money Island. Uh, it is, though. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. Uh, you know, where? So we kind of were. You're, you're in agreement with her that Suicide Squad was was worse than Batman v Superman uh, in the rankings. Yeah, in the rankings. In well in the in the in the in the context of impact yeah. and event uh, yeah. and, and like entertainment. The yeah. level of entertainment. Yeah. I would put it there. I think I think it's tough to Do you think all right, let me ask you I, I I'm gonna f- reframe this, right? Mm. Do you think when you see the movie impacts what you think about it? Yes. Absolutely, right? It can do. So that. I saw Suicide Squad like way after the fact, right? Right. So my my like feeling on it was not like wow I just wasted three hours of my time it was like well it was on HBO and I saw it <laughs> and it was amusing and it was entertaining and Will Smith is good in this movie and you know Margot Robbie has Helsing. a really great costume <laughs> it wasn't and a Van Helsing moment <laughs> you know was it perfect no but but you know again it just it it, it wasn't it wasn't really um, it just wasn't it just wasn't wasn't you know yeah that's the, that's the thing about it. But uh, look, <clears throat> real as as quick as possible. Batman versus Superman is not a good movie. No, it is not. But it is a. It has good it elements. Is a, for, for the for lack of a better way to put this, it is a ballsy attempt 
It is an attempt sure. to be broad, to be bigger, to be larger, to be intercontextual, you know? And it's it doesn't succeed on a lot of on a lot of levels. Right. I sus- I suspect it is uh it is strongly hampered by the iniquity of Man of Steel, which yeah. we weren't allowed to really bring in because of the twenty sixteen. Where would you put barrier. Man of Steel where would you put Man of Steel? Man of Steel, if, Steel if would you bring be in first. In- Really? Above Wonder Woman? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. See. Well, it did, like, like I said, see, this is the thing about every time you do these things. Yeah. You have a particular mindset of what is good and what is bad yes. and it doesn't alter. Yeah. But you don't accept that other people have other parameters for good and bad. I can accept that you have them. I don't have to agree with them, though. You don't have to agree, but if... if, if so my... <sighs> it's me not agreeing with you. Yeah, but it, it, it's, not, it's not even you... It's, you just recognize you recognize rigid. my just my authority as as host as as if what I say I is what know. people act there actually if enjoy. I use the word authority. <laughs> I, think that, I think that you. I think, think more seniority. Okay. As oh, I like that. Authority. I like that. Here's here's uh, James Gallagher's thoughts. Uh, my ah, thoughts. Who cares on, what he thinks? <laughs> seems like seems like DC is trying to catch up with Marvel. All right. Seems reasonable. Marvel DC binary. Batman versus Superman binary was filled with numerous. Well, no, no, no. Wait, hang on. Let me pause. Let me binary. pause this real quick. This is why we need two hours, which is what we're gonna get. Episode one hundred, two hour show. You already pitched that. Um, didn't pitch it again. <laughs> they were trying to catch up with Marvel. This is fact. That is true. Right. But so what? So I'm just saying. So he says, seems reasonable. Batman v Superman was filled with numerous storylines. Jail was equally jam-packed. This movie could have been five hours long, and that would have been a slice of awesome. But okay, pack it with plot lines. I'm along for the ride. My issue with their Dagwood sandwich approach to this movie (laughs) is that there was a backstory of a grand war. I'll leave it at that. That was covered in less than five minutes. And given the players involved, it would have been an epic three-hour movie, or sorry, epic three-movie trilogy on par with Lord of the Rings. I agree with that. If they had taken JLA and done it as a three-movie, yes, like like they're trying to do with uh, with the uh, Infinity War, yes. And, and and I'll in our closing minutes here. With this is this is this was also the problem. He's he's also absolutely correct, and they're trying to uh, to jumpstart the whole thing because also Batman versus Superman should have been a trilogy in and of itself. Uh, yes. All right, culminating with the yes. with perhaps with the death of Superman, and then that start off said, with this other trilogy. That being said, as poor as Batman v Superman was in execution, I think Whedon did the right thing mm. by pivoting to a more humorous. Lighthearted tone because I'll I think in general that. that's what this movie needed. So that's my thought. I think I agree with you. It's good. Next week we have a very special show in partnership with the History Channel. We're going to be previewing their new Knights of the Templar scripted series, Nightfall. Nightfall. Is this the next Game of Thrones? We give you the inside info. We've actually seen it. Yeah, yeah. we've seen it. Yeah, that's how. That's how like awesome we are. We are the awesome. We're going to tell you whether or not you should or not. See you next week. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! What's that? (laughs) Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. 
Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 